Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, the creator behind Shared Teaching, and I'm very thankful you stumbled upon this episode with me today. If you are a new listener, you might want to check out subscribing so you don't miss any future podcast episodes. So today is episode number 96. We're talking about my favorite narrative writing mentor texts. Now today I'm only going to mention, I believe it's eight of them. There are so many to choose from, but I've just chosen my favorites that I use again and again, year after year. They're kind of tried and true for me. Some of them are classics, and you might have heard of them before, but if you haven't, I recommend going and finding them even at your local library and giving them a read. Find a YouTube video that is reading it aloud and see if it'll be a good fit for you in your classroom. Now, the reason why I love using mentor text is that students are always engaged with the stories and they remember them as we go throughout our writing units. So before I get started, I do want to mention that these books can be found on Amazon, but of course, I'm also an affiliate, or I'm only an affiliate, I'm not an affiliate with Amazon, but I'm an affiliate with bookshop.org, and if you haven't heard them of them before, they're a really great organization that brings together local independent bookstores using an online bookstore front. So if you want to support your local indie shops, bookshop.org is a great way to do it. I'll put my storefront in my show notes so you can kind of check it out and see what it's like. Now, mentor texts, if you don't know what they are, are books that are chosen specifically to be an example of what students are expected to learn. Having these mentor texts can provide a great model for students to understand the expectations that you're trying to get them to learn. And I feel like I just repeated myself there, but that is a-okay. All right, narrative writing mentor texts can help teach students about word choice, illustrations, and how to tell engaging stories rich with descriptions. There's tons more things that these writing texts can be utilized for, but this is just what came to the top of my head right away when I was thinking, okay, narrative writing and mentor text, what do I use them for? And those are the main things that I feel like we spend a lot of time teaching throughout the unit because those are the ones that students kind of struggle with, especially those beginner writers. The National Writing Project says about mentor text that they help students to take risks and to be different writers tomorrow than they are today. It helps them to try out new strategies and formats. So just hearing or seeing that model might allow them to say, hey, that author did this thing. I'm going to try it too. 
Now, the way you're going to choose a mentor text is you're going to pick a book that you enjoy reading, right? Sounds simple enough, right? (laughs) Mentor texts are often read multiple times year after year, and even throughout a unit, you might read it more than once. So you want it to be a book that you enjoy because you don't want to get bored of it. I often, because of time's sake, just pick excerpts, excerpts, I don't know that word. (laughs) I can write it, but I can't say it tonight. But I pick parts of the book to read aloud instead of reading the whole book over again, and that cuts down on time. But it's also allowing me to pinpoint exactly the point of the text or the part of the text, I should say, that I really want students to hone in on and understand for that particular lesson. So after you've chosen a book that you really love reading, the next thing you're going to look for is, does that book exemplify the type of writing elements that you're trying to teach? So for example, if you're doing lessons on adding details to pictures, you're going to want to look for a book that has lots of details in the pictures that help add to the story. So when I'm teaching those particular lessons, I am trying to get students to understand that the words on the page are just one part of the story that illustrations can really enhance and tell a different side of the story. And one of the ways I do that, which is not listed here, but it's listed in my opinion writing mentor text, which if you are interested in is going to be episode number 62. And that as well is linked in the show notes in case you're driving or something and you don't have time to write it down. You can look at the show notes for this episode and see that listed there. But It's called Duck and Goose, and I read it to students without showing them the pictures. And then once I show them the pictures, they're like, oh, and then the story kind of comes together and they realize it's not really Duck and Goose fighting over an egg. They're fighting over a playground ball. So it's kind of a funny twist on getting students to understand the power of an illustration to add to their story. So that's also something that I bring into my narrative writing units. So, or not units, but unit. So... Look for something where the story and the picture is just icing on the top, let's say. It's giving them more details, more information than they would have reading just the words. At least that's how I teach it. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. The first of my favorites is a book called Grumpy Corn, and this is by Sarah McIntyre. And it's a really good way to not only launch Writer's Workshop, but to start your narrative writing unit. I stumbled upon this book by accident when I bought it for my daughter at a Scholastic Book Fair. I just thought it sounded really cute, and I liked the premise that it was about a, I don't know, unicorn? (laughs) I haven't read this book in a while. Grumpy Corn, I believe, is a unicorn. But um, he's grumpy, obviously, because he's having a lot of trouble writing this story, and it's, it's just hilarious. It's really funny. It's really cute, and it's about writing, so how could I help but not love it? So Grumpy Corn is struggling throughout the book, coming up with ideas for his story that he wants to write, and this is why I think it's a great book to kind of launch that writer's workshop or the narrative writing unit, which is always usually my first unit anyway, so that helps with the launching part. So my tip for using this book is that 
you want to use this story to teach students all about brainstorming. Because Grumpy Corn is having trouble coming up with ideas, it's a really good way to teach them how to maybe mind map or create a plan before they start writing and maybe create a list of their favorite things so then when they do get stuck on an idea, they have something to pull from and choose from. This book is also going to be a great book to use to teach the writing process because you start with the planning, right? And then you start with the writing and then by the end you have a story. So it's a really good way to kind of launch that as well. My second book that I'm going to recommend is called Ralph Tells a Story. This one is by Abby Hanlon and it's a great book for personal narratives because Ralph doesn't think he has any stories to tell. And then he has a classmate that's like, well, Ralph, I write about you all the time. And she shares with him many stories that she has written that are just little things that have happened within his school life. And then he has share time at the carpet to go over his story. And he doesn't think he has a story, but he starts talking about this inchworm he saw. And then all of a sudden, the classmates have tons of questions to ask Ralph about this inchworm. And he realizes there's a story there. So this one is really great, not only for showing personal narratives are all about stories that happen to us, whether they're big or small, but it's also a great lesson that you can teach about adding details to your story through asking questions about what happened next. So this one you could also use to launch partners and your partner is the one that's helping you get details by saying like, oh, well, tell me more. What happened next? And just having that dialogue like Ralph had is really going to pull more of the story out of your students. Okay, third on the list is Big Mamas. If you don't know Donald Cruz, he's an amazing author. I use several of his books as my mentor texts. They're short, easy reads, but he is such a powerful storyteller in so few words that kids just, they are easily relatable and it's just, they're great books. So I really like Donald Cruz. Big Mamas is one of my favorites. And we use it, of course, during narrative writing as a mentor text to show the rich words you can use in storytelling. But it's also about just siblings that are visiting Big Mama for the summer. So it's relatable, like I said earlier. And we're going to use this book, or I use this book, to teach students how to make a text-to-self connection and write the details about that memory. So if you teach anything um, about the reader's workshop, about like text to text, text to self, text to world. This is a great one for text to self. And then you can also connect it during your writing by asking them to write, what did that book remind you of? Let's write a story about that. And then you can kind of emulate how Donald Cruz told the Big Mama story because it's a very simple format that a lot of students can help replicate. Okay, next, not only is it a favorite word to say, but it's a great book, Roxaboxin. Roxaboxin is by Alice McLaren, and it shows children using their imagination to play, and they create this town that they call Roxaboxin. I just love this book. It is a little bit long, but a lot of my students seem to be engaged with it as well, because 
obviously rocks a box and they're using rocks and boxes and other things that are just laying around in the middle of this old empty field where they just fill it with their imagination and create a whole town. I like that this book um, can show how a story focuses just on one idea. So this is great to use for like a small moments lesson. And you can also use the book a second time to talk about the illustrations because there's a lot of details happening in these illustrations. After that, my next recommendation is Roller Coaster. Roller Coaster is by Maria Frazee. Frazee, maybe? And it's another really good book that zooms in on a small moment. And the small moment, of course, is a roller coaster. And I love to use this book because I teach my plot as a roller coaster. So that's the image that I anchored when I'm talking about plot. And I like to show students with hand motions that in a story, you kind of have highs and lows, your readers get excited, and then maybe something happens where like that excitement comes to an end, and then like, oh, something else happened again, and now we're feeling all excited again or suspenseful, right? So it's kind of that roller coaster reaction of up and down, up and down, and that's perfect for teaching plot. So when we're teaching our, not personal narratives, but our fiction narratives, I like to teach them with the roller coaster mentor text because it's showing them how to keep those events exciting for the reader. And of course, this is also another phenomenal book to use for small moments. There's a lot of those out there. So I know small moments are something that some students really, really struggle with, so giving them as many opportunities to hear books that do a really fantastic job of staying in that small moment and using a lot of details about that moment are a really good idea. Okay, next to last is Shortcut, which is another Donald Cruz book. So the same person that wrote Big Mamas wrote Shortcut, and Shortcut kind of goes along with Roller Coaster, where we have some engaging, suspenseful plot. And he's just masterful, like I said before, about creating these short, engaging stories that just draw in the students. And Shortcut really keeps that suspense coming because it's a group of students that decide to take a shortcut through the train tracks. And I'm sure you can imagine what's going to happen me just saying that. So the kids love to hear this story, and I make it very suspenseful, and Donald makes it very suspenseful in the middle of the book when he has all these train noises, and then you don't know what's going to happen until you turn the page. Are they safe? Are they not? What happened? And it's just a really great book to teach kids to add suspense to their stories, to kind of have those cliffhanger moments where you're not sure what's going to happen to your character. And we can find some of those in everyday lives, right? Which is why I like to tie it in with my personal narrative. Okay, my last book I'm going to recommend is called The Relatives Came by Cynthia Ryland. This is an oldie but goodie for me. I've been using it for, I don't even know, probably as long as I've been teaching now. And it's a fantastic book with a lot of description about a family that's visiting their relatives in the summertime. It tells you all about a full circle moment of when they leave to go on the trip and when the trip ends 
and then they're thinking about the next summer again. So I love that it kind of does that circular style of storytelling with the plot. And that's something that you can also point out as well when you're using this book as a mentor text. Some of those higher kids will really get that and like that idea. So it's another way to kind of push your students and elevate their writing a little bit more when they're those higher writers. So this book is rich in details, both in the illustrations and in the words, which is why I choose it as a really good mentor text. And again, we read several parts of it. We blow up the pictures and look really closely at them and see all the details and how do those details tell me more about the story than the words are telling me. So this book is highly recommended for teaching how to add details to a story through illustrations. So again, my top recommendations were Grumpy Corn, Ralph Tells a Story, Big Mamas, A Chair for My Mother, Rocks the Boxen, Roller Coaster, Shortcut, and last, The the Relatives Came. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening and tune in for an all new episode next week. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.